Hey, 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 and welcome to the new show right here on Active FM where radio has never been better. I'm your girl Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gix. And like I said, you're listening to the new show on Active FM, and I'm here to give you the lowdown on what's happening in the world around you from general news to politics and beyond. And when I mean beyond, I mean beyond because sometimes the topics can get really, really crazy. But this week we are looking at South African news because I am a South African or human living in South Africa. It's a complicated story, but I am in South Africa and we are talking about South African news. And this week's topic is five important things that are happening in South Africa today. Yes, today is the 28th of September, 2020. And we are very close to day 200 of Lockdown here in South Africa, yes. But we are on level one lockdown. So if you don't know what it means to be on level one lockdown here in South Africa, I spoke about it in my show last week. So just go and listen to that show and it gives you a brief description of what it means to be in level one lockdown. But there are five important things that are happening. Well, it's it's not like, ma- well, it is major if you look at it, but it's things that are happening in South Africa. There are a lot of people, the news isn't going around that much. And a lot of people don't really know about, some do, but, you know, and it's not just happening to date, it's over a period of months and and stuff. So we're going to be speaking about those five things that are happening in South Africa, because this is the new show and I'm here to keep you updated. You cannot be out of date when you listen to the new show, right here on Active FM, where radio has never been better. The most amazing So we obviously know about the coronavirus and it's worldwide. It's not just happening in South Africa. And that is the news that a lot of people have been keeping up to date with. Now, if you're looking at the global infections of the coronavirus, it's gone to over 32 million confirmed cases. And with the death toll reaching over um, 995,000. And if you look in South Africa, there's been... What, over 1,200 new cases, uh, taking the total reported cases to over 670,766. And the deaths have reached over 16,000 uh, deaths in South Africa, while recoveries have climbed up to 603,700, so over that, leaving the country with a balance of 50,000, over 50,000 new cases. And that is not new. Everyone knows about that. People have been keeping up with the coronavirus figures in South Africa. So if that is not what I'm talking about, what are the five important things that are happening in South Africa? Now, the first one is uh, the whole situation with the defense minister, ANC's defense minister, and the ANC people that went with the um, South African Defense Force aircraft into Zimbabwe. Now, a lot of people are saying that enough is enough and what President Cyril Ramaphosa is actually doing is not enough for what they did. Now, if you don't know, the story is a few weeks ago, an ANC member, actually a senior African National Congress delegation 
took a lift to Zimbabwe using a South African National Defense Force jet. Now, a lot of people are asking questions, and if you've been keeping up with the news and stuff like that, they've asked them to send out a report as to why they went there and why they needed to go there, why was it important. They obviously say that that was an abuse of state uh, resources and they shouldn't have allowed them to go. And people are basically, so with different political parties and civil organizations, they're accusing President Cyril Ramaphosa for downplaying the blatant abuse of state resources. They're actually saying that he's not doing enough and that he's actually downplaying the, the whole thing. Now, the president has suspended the minister's salary for three months. So the minister of defense in South Africa, so he's suspended her for three months without uh, salary. Now, instead of her getting paid in that, in that three months, he's allocated her pay into the South African Solidarity Fund to support the country's response to the pandemic. Now, I think that is very clever. If she's not getting paid, that money is going towards helping, you know, the country and stuff. Now, the ANC will also have to reimburse the state for the cost of the flight. So this, this is basically what he's put in place. Now, despite the president's intervention, critics have labeled the penalty as a slap on the wrist. You know when there's a child coming and they're naughty and you, you can't smack, a, you can't like really, really discipline a three-year-old, whatever, the same way that you do a six-year-old. So you smack the, the, the child on the wrist or on the hand. And that's why people are comparing what the president's intervention in this whole uh, circumstance. Now, following the findings against the defense minister, the Democratic Alliance, which is a party here in South Africa, Quibus Maria says that the punishment did not fit the offense. The fact that they used state resources to travel when the travel ban in South Africa was still up and they used state resources, uh, abused their power to go to a different country and stuff like that and they're fighting that it's illegal and they shouldn't have done that. And what the president is doing, they say that it does not fit. Now, Marius from the DA say that the president had illustrated weak leadership in holding members of his party and his ex executive to account. The organization Undoing Tax abuse, uh, Abuses Wayne the Vonage also weighed on, on the matter. And they basically say to slap her with a three-month salary penalty, and I'm quoting what they said, and rebuke her is not enough. She should be removed from her position. It is time for a cabinet reshuffle, and we believe she should not be allowed to sit in the position. And then meanwhile, the, the Freedom Front Plus, which filed a complaint with the public protector, said that the penalty, however, inadequate, served as an admission by the president that the minister's conduct was indeed unacceptable. So a lot of people have had their, uh, their views and what they believe is the problem and what the president should have done and all of them think that what he's done is not enough and and stuff so that is one of the major stories that are happening in South Africa today now the next thing this is also something that we've known about for quite a while but it's actually getting hectic and it's the job crisis here in South Africa now the St stats South Africa will be publishing the latest unemployment data this week so by the end of this week, you will know exactly how 
the unemployment rate here in South Africa, with analysts expecting a bloodbath. Some predict that the country the country recovered over one million jobs during uh, during COVID nineteen lockdown. A number of job losses not since the. 2008-2009 global financial crisis, things could get far worse, e economists warn, with slow economic recovery probably leading to a worst case of 7 million job loss. Now, in one of my shows, I actually spoke about the fact that at the end of this month, so on the 30th of September, we are closing the third quarter of 2020, and we're going to see the GDP of the countries and all of these things. And at the end of the second quarter, we saw that South Africa's GDP decreased by more than 50%. We actually decreased to an amount of 51% in South Africa. And job losses were a major contribution to that. Now, closing the third quarter, will the GDP drop again or will we have increased compared to last year? And the job crisis in South Africa is not awesome. There's a lot of people that have lost their jobs, even though we are on level one lockdown and a whole lot of businesses can open now and sectors are open and all of these things. But a lot of people found themselves not celebrating the fact that job uh, their companies can open because they didn't have a place to go to. So a lot of people lost their jobs. Uh, South Africa is forecast to set an unwelcome world record this week when its statistics agency is predicted to report unemployment rose to a record 34.8% in the second quarter, which would be the highest of 83 countries tracked by Bloomberg. So out of 83 countries, we are the highest. Basically, that's what they're saying. And... That has been the case. So now, if you look at what the Bloomberg economists are saying, is that a lot of the second quarter job losses should be reversed once the economy opens up. And that is a possibility. But if you actually look at a lot of businesses here where I, where I am, a lot of them are closed. A lot of people aren't getting the same salary. So there have been salary cuts and stuff like that and, and all of these things. So it might not be reversed. It might increase just a little bit, but not as much. Uh, but the question is by how much and how soon. We think the recovery will be protracted given the weak growth outlook. Now, they also say that South Africa faced an unemployment crisis even before the virus. So the crisis didn't start because of the lockdown. The crisis had started before. The jobless rate has been above 20% for, for at least two decades, even though the economy expanded by 5% or more a year in the early 2000s. Now, President Cyril Ramaphosa pledged to boost economic growth to 5% by 2023 and to prioritize employment when he was campaigning to become leader of the Rudy party three years ago. Now, since becoming president of the country, he hosted a job summit that aimed to create 275,000 positions annually and launched a program to create job opportunities for young people. Now, the thing is, they're also saying that the crisis may also get worse. So they're hoping that the job loss situation might reverse and stuff like that, but the crisis may also get worse. Now, just keeping the employment rate unchanged would require the economy, stuck in its longest recession in, in 28 years, to grow by 1.5% to 2.25% a year to match a 1.5% annual increase in the working age population.
according to Alana Bullman, an economist at Standard Bank Group. Now, the population estimate shows there are 59.6 million people in South Africa, of whom almost 30% will enter the labor market in the next decade. An economist from PwC basically said that based on scenarios in the post-2020 economic recovery, it would take three to seven years before employment returns to 2019 levels. Now, if you look at the employment in 2019, they were not that good. Like, uh, like I said earlier on, the crisis didn't start in the lockdown. The lockdown amplified the crisis and stuff like that, but it had started before the lockdown. And for us to get to the 2019 rate of unemployment or rate of employment in South Africa, it might take, according to this economist, about three to seven years to actually catch up or go back to where we were in 2019. So that is something major that is happening. And look out this week for the 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 job loss or the unemployment rate that they're going to be sending out this week. And also look at how we've done as a country in terms of our GDP at the end of this quarter, which is ending on the 30th of September, which is in two two days, basically. Now, the third thing, so that is the, the first two things, which are quite hectic things and very important for our, I mean, the first one is in terms of politics and what's happening in the politics. The second one that I just spoke about is very important in terms of the country's economy and stuff. And now the third one is hectic also. It is, I didn't know this happened. And if you are someone who is part of this company or you actually you've actually signed up and stuff for this company and you didn't know this, hopefully they did send out messages to their customers and clients and stuff like that. But there was a breach that happened. So a highly sensitive information about South Africans from Experian breach now freely available online. So Experian is a company uh, that does a whole lot of stuff. What happened is that they got hacked recently personal information not any type of information your id number type of information personal information has been breached and put out online from customers and clients of this um, company now the personal data of millions of south africans and businesses so not only individuals but also businesses that were exposed in the experian in the experian breach are now freely available online Personal banking-related information of 24 million South Africans and 793,749 businesses were exposed following the data breach. The data was first found on the dark web, which you can find anything on the dark web, but for the fact that it was brought out on the dark web, is hectic. And But anonymous sources have now linked the data on various other websites easily accessible by anyone with an internet connection. Experience says its global teams have given no indication that this is the case. So according to Experience, that that is not really the case and, and stuff. But on the 19th of August 2020, the South African Banking Risk Center announced a data breach at Customer Business and Credit Information Service Agency Experience. Now, Experian's major clients include several South African banks with the company holding highly sensitive financial and personal information of local citizens and businesses.
So that is what has that is something major that has happened uh, recently, and a lot of people are focusing on it this week. Now, Experience South Africa CEO Ferdy uh, Ferdy Peters Peters said the data breach actually exposed the personal details of 23.4 million South Africans and 607 businesses. He said that the security breach occurred with an individual in South Africa, uh, purporting to represent a legitimate client fraudulently uh, requested services from Experian. So that is how they believe they got hacked and a whole lot of data got stolen, was that someone actually acted as a client uh, and wanted services from Experian. Now, the perpetrator used social engineering, social engineering techniques to put himself forward as a known customer and convinced Experian in the normal course of business to provide him with the records of 23.4 million individuals. According to the CEO, the fraudster already had the names, surnames, and IDs of people, and Experian only provided contact information to the fraudster, telephone numbers, and addresses. Now, while the CEO downplayed the severity of the breach, security experts highlighted that it poses a big security risk to individuals and businesses. And I believe that to be true because you have information, hectic, like personal, private information about businesses. Firstly, businesses, that is hectic. And then you've got information about uh, individuals as well. And there's a whole lot of uh, identity theft that can happen. And if they've got the financial information as well, then there's a lot of fraud that's going to happen in terms of this. Now, like I said, the data is available online. It was not long before this data found its way to the Internet. Now, it started off in the dark web, but uh, you can now find it in several websites on the Internet. Now, earlier this month, the information regulator of South Africa raised concerns that data from the experience a data leak was found on the dark web. It said the data includes cell phone numbers, home numbers, work phone numbers, and employment details, and identity numbers of individuals. Now, company data available reportedly includes the name of companies as well as their details, VAT numbers, and banking details. So a whole lot of information has been sent out uh, about people. The data that is actually available online is the following. There are 25,055,050 total uh, records contained in numerous CSV files. There are 21,263,393 unique records, 2,736,752 records are listed two or more times, and the latest uh, record date to the 2nd of May 2020 is also on, on the web and there are 1,263,435 unique email addresses contained in the leaked data and that is what is out to the whole world to see basically. It's currently not clear if the financial and personal data which is now available has been enriched from other sources since the first leak. What is clear is the data contains in-depth personal personal and financial data about millions of South African citizens and businesses, a treasure trove for criminals. To date, South Africans have not been clearly informed as to what data is online. My broadband uh, created two labels to clearly show uh, what the leaked data 
looked like. So you can go onto my broadband uh, if you are a client of the specific company and actually see what type of data has been leaked. You, you, you'll see that it's people's ID numbers, their bank details, and a whole lot of things that have been leaked. And that is very hectic, especially for those, those people that are running businesses and, and stuff, and that is something major. And then the fourth thing that is happening, fourth major thing that is happening in South Africa today is to do with the matrix. Now, the Gauteng Education MEC uh, says that matric exams will continue as normal starting on the 5th of November. Now, if you don't know what a matric is or what, who matrics are, in South Africa, we call them matrics. Um, in a lot of places overseas, you know, the other continents and stuff like that, they call them 12th graders. Yeah, so it's the last, the last grade in, in your high school career. We call them matrics. Others call them 12th graders, seniors, whatever. Those are our matrics. Now, the matric exams, which are the final exams here in South Africa, will continue as normal starting on the 5th of November and won't be disrupted by the COVID-19 pandemic. Matric exams have already been set and will continue until the 15th of December. The MEC also called on parents to accept the placement of their children in certain schools for the next school year, which will start in late January. Parents should be receiving SMSs about the placement of their children currently. What's basically happening is that they're going to place children in specific schools and that they're urging the parents to actually let the kids go and write the matric exams and not keep them at home and stuff like that. So I was listening to the radio earlier this morning and the person speaking on the radio, I got when I got into the car, it, the, the radio had already been playing, so I'm not really sure who was speaking, but this person that was speaking spoke about the fact that they are still going to continue the years. I think whoever passes, passes. Whoever doesn't do the exam is going to fail and they're not going to do a whole pass one, pass all type of situation. If the person doesn't, if the student doesn't write uh, the exam, they're not going to let the student pass. The student will have to repeat matric. So they're urging that all the parents actually allow their kids to go and write the matric exams and to pass the, the school, their school the school year and stuff. So that is something that is also happening in terms of education here in South Africa. And then lastly, we're looking at the markets. Now the rent managed to claw back some lost ground overnight after sliding yet again on Friday afternoon, reaching lows of 17 rand 20 to the dollar as the local market uh, came to a close. Presidential debates are due to kick off in the US while a close eye is still being kept on COVID-19 resurgence in Europe. The rand starts the week at 17.09 to the dollar and 19 rand.88 to the euro and 21 rand 81 to the pound. Um, and that is basically by the by Peregrine Treasury Solutions. So um, that is what's happening in terms of the markets. And those are the five major things happening in South Africa today. So it's the, starting with uh, President Cyril Maposa and the Minister of Defense and, and people feeling that what he's put in place is not enough and the punishment should have been more severe. Then looking at the job crises here in South Africa. Then we went on and looked at the data breach of the clients of Experian and we looked at the matrix and the markets and those are the five major things outside of 
the lockdown and COVID-19 that is happening in South Africa today. This is the new show on XFM Radio has never been better. You are Reactive. Being reactive is being a people of reaction, people of change, being a movement of young people. It's not just a band, it's not just good music or inspiring words, it's not just catchy, it's life changing. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Deezer, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Okay, remember you can catch us on our different platforms we are on www.activefm.co.za you can also catch us on google podcast and on apple podcast and you can catch our shows on spotify so get downloading tell your friends to download tell your families to download. tell your dog to download if, if your dog can download because you got dogs doing awesome things these, these days and um Tell your little kids, to your little cousins and what to download as well. And then you, if you want to comment and let us know, and maybe these are not the five major things in South Africa, that maybe you know five other major things, or in your country, you know five major things that we, you would like to share with me as well. Share it on our social media platforms. You're on Instagram at ActiveFM777. We're on Facebook forward slash ActiveFM. And we're on Twitter at Active FM, and you can also catch us on Parlor at Active FM. So get downloading, get commenting, get chatting. Let us know what your thoughts are and share the shows out there. I'm your girl Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gix. Right here on the new show on Active FM, where radio has never been better. Active FM, radio has never been better.